0: The following is a Hoop bowl presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I'm your host, Mike Patria, joined tonight with Andrew Hansen. So uh, it's back to back, Mike and Andrew nights. That means it's the Thursday, Friday. So we're breaking down January third, Friday, six-game slate tonight. Uh, Andrew, we we again. I think I think we're on a little bit of a run right now. We're both doing pretty well. We got some guys going. Uh, looking forward to some Drummond, Christian Wood going in this final slate. But how's your night going overall, man?
1: Yeah, pretty solid. Um, I got a lot of Drummond coming here as well. So we'll have to wait and see how it all turns out. But I'm I'm glad with our picks from the Thursday show. I hope our listeners combine some of our uh, suggestions because a lot of these value plays and mid tier guys are really paying off. You were all over Covington and Napier, and we both liked Reed, and then even some of these cheaper guys like Theo Pinson that I mentioned. The Pinson. Oh, yeah, Pinson, maybe. Nice, nice line at 3.0. And uh Same thing with Bob on a 3.3. He's already got 10 points and seven rebounds. Um, The Plumlee call back in Indiana that was solid. So uh, hopefully our listeners picked up on some of those.
0: You you crushed it, man. You had a lot of those good 3K guys, a little under the radar, uh, you know, value plays. Your Theo Pinson, Mason Plumlee, Uh, you hit the nails on the head, man. Good job. That's why you're on this show. That's why you're a pro. you know, I hope a couple of people took notes. I know I got a couple of plumleys. I I didn't get to the Pinson, man. I wish I I wish I listened. Uh, <laughs> but I did manage to get a little bit of the Plumley action in there, and it was all due to your call. So uh, I thank you for that. We'll see how it works out for us for the rest of the night. Uh, we have six games to jump into before we do. Just a nice quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, MyBookie.ag. Uh, we talk about this all the time, guys. You know. We're break. We're going into this this bowl season. We're going to the college uh, playoffs. We're going into the NFL playoffs. There's plenty of games that you can bet on. Uh, take advantage of it with mybookie.ag. Uh, they'll match up to 50% of any of your deposit if you use the promo code DFS today. So if you deposit $500, uh, they'll give you a free $250 to play with. So take advantage of it, get involved. It's you know makes it makes a little of these playoff games a little bit more interesting. Uh, they do NBA as well, all the sports. So you can jump in there, you can do parlays, you can do all sorts of different bets. I would say check it out. Uh, we hype them for a reason. They are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and another quick shout out just to um, Hawaii and I was to coffee. It's not morning that uh, Andrew coach and I wake up, and we don't have this in our cup. I mean, it is it's the best stuff gets you the nice little gold fastener in the bag. It's nice and fancy and elegant looking. Oh yeah, um, oh, and yeah. it tastes elegant. Yeah, and oh. I, I, I love it. I know you get fired up about that gold fastener. Andrew. Now we've got, got like mentioned a few times.
1: Now we've got like seven right around the kitchen, just you know for various reasons and, you know, it's always it always puts a little smile on my face when I see one. And there's no way I would have been ready for this back to back if I hadn't had some this morning.
0: <laughs> I love it. My <laughs> girlfriend uses them around our house. She uses little decoration pieces and she clips stuff everywhere. Um, so she tries to take those, and you know, I say, can we at least can we at least finish the bag first? I kind of want to keep it fresh at this uh, right. point. So, uh, you know, she's stealing them, but it's nothing I can't do. I just order a couple more bags, and all of a sudden there's fasteners and coffee everywhere, and I'm a happy guy. So. Uh, we'll just jump right into this, man. I mean, it's it's a weird little interesting six-game card we were talking about before we got on the air. There's a lot of studs, not a lot of injuries outside of a few top guys, but um, you know they're guys that you know there's not going to be necessarily a ton of value to represent their uh, their absence. So uh, we'll jump right into this. We got Portland going to Washington, seven o'clock Eastern game. Washington, the home team. Uh, Andrew, lead us off.
1: Okay, I will start with the Wizards. And we do have Beal questionable, which is going to be huge because I'm looking at the last time the Wizards went out without him, and it was a kind of a mess with the bench guys getting more minutes than the starters. So if he's out, then I'm going to look at these bench guys again. Ish Smith is only 4.2. Passes is 3.2. McCray, 5.8. Those are the three bench guys I'd like. And if he's in, I will have a couple shares of him. But, you know, now they're starting to talk about just, you know, lessening the workload for him a little bit. And if he's got a leg problem, um, he's 8.5. I mean, he's he's just a lot of guards in that price range that are very attractive. So uh, I probably won't have more than a share or two of him if he plays. Yeah,
0: I don't I don't knock you. I mean, at the end of the day. I think they're going to start putting a little bit of a a soft minutes limit on Beal going forward, even if he does play. So, you know, until that price tag comes down, I'll probably just fade him altogether. I think McRae is a guy that would continue to play going forward, especially if that minutes limit is going to be on Beal. He's just an explosive bench guy, and he's you know he's kind of popping on the scene almost in a way Spencer Dinwiddie first did when he when he you know came on as that sixth man with the Nets and just showing that he's a very versatile scoring guard off the bench who can get it done. Uh, facilitate a little bit as well so i you know i have a ton of interest uh in McRae. I, I you know I'm no problem playing him um and that you know to be honest that might be a, a lot of my interest on this washington side um at the end of the day with beal playing limited minutes even if he does play the rest of these garbage guys are waiting to get bryant back he'll be back soon batons will be back soon uh almost like rolling over at this point um, I know that they just got a big game against the Heat, but I wouldn't be surprised if Portland just kind of mops them real fast.
1: Yeah, Portland is going to be really fired up. They've lost, I believe, I, I had, I didn't really check it, but I I want to say they've lost four in a row, including in New York. So they really need to get it together if they want to have any chance at making the playoffs. So I think Lillard's going to be fired up. Um, he didn't do particularly well in that last game. And we know that guards do well against the Wizards so I have more interest in Lillard than Beal even though he's 9.7 but because of that price tag I won't have a ton of Lillard but the other guy that jumped out at me that I know you will probably be interested in is your boy Bazemore is only
0: 3.5 oh it's been a while since I played the Bays but that's <laughs> a this attempt it's a tempting price tag man at the end of the day he hasn't been doing anything but the minutes are there, and it's a great matchup. Uh, this is just Breed's turnovers, and those are the kind of the matchups I look for him. So you hit the nail on the head. I was going to bring him up, uh, and it's almost in contrarian because the other guy I normally play on this team is Whiteside and at 9,500, man. As much as I like the guy, it's, it's going to be hard to get there.
1: I know. That number really jumped out at me. They finally priced him up. I I don't think I'll get there either. And, you know, we talk about Baysmore, and we know how much you like him. And it's because of that, you know, defensive upside. And he's to me, he's just the perfect tournament play. I mean, we're not going to play him in cash because he has been sort of underwhelming here. But last time out, he at least took 11 shots. And, you know, if he knocks a couple down, a couple steals, a couple blocks, all of a sudden, you know, he's up at that 25 fantasy point range and really paying off the value.
0: Absolutely. I mean and that's the definition. He's a tournament guy. If you if you play him in a cash game and you get eleven out of him, you can't really be surprised. So I wouldn't probably be playing him in a cash game. He makes sense. I'm not probably gonna go to Lillard or Whiteside. I think they're you know it's a great matchup on paper. Any team would love to have this matchup, but they're both almost ten K. McCollum's seventy one hundred if I'm game scripting this out zone might stay close. He's probably my more preferred option. Um and in case you know, Baysmore, you could play in either kind of game script. And uh, I'd be looking at a guy like, you know, Simons uh, You know, if this game gets out of hand, you know, keep in mind, Scalaboussie is out of uh out right now. So they probably will opt to go to do a little bit more of Tolliver um, as the backup big. So you can also maybe look at a guy like him just in case this game gets out of hand. Yes, indeed. All right. Ready to move on to the next one? Do you have anything else from that one? I'm ready to move on. What's, right. our, what's our next seven o'clock game? Where are we headed? So we have two options here. I'm actually going to switch this up. I was just going to go in order, but... Um, I'm a gentleman. Uh, I don't know if you knew that about me, Andrew. So I'm going to let you pick <laughs> the next game. And then I'm also going to let you pick what team you'd like to talk about in that game. We're going <laughs> right, to freestyle. Well, beautiful. Um, double
1: opportunity here. Let's go to Boston. Cause this is a more interesting game. Um, and we were in South beach, la- South beach last night, I think talking about the heat. So let, let's go to Boston first. And this is a, this is an inter- interesting matchup with some interesting pricing, for, so I'm going to talk about Atlanta because I think there's a little bit more clarity there for me and I like the prices better We've got Trey young back in the lineup and he's missed a couple with the ankle but you know he's been practicing so I've got to figure that he's ready to get back into the groove and play that 36 minutes plus that we're used to and I really like the combo of Trey Young and John Collins the last time they played a game together right before Christmas Trey Young had 63 fantasy points and John Collins had 50. So I think we can ignore Collins. recent performances haven't been as strong. I think when they're back on the court together, it's a really nice pairing. So I like those two guys. I also like Alex Len coming off the bench at 4.3. He gets to play against Cantor, and he's had several big games recently, including 18 and 12 last time out, 24 minutes. So I like all those three guys, and it's a little bit frustrating to like guys with you know these price tags against Boston and their third ranked defense, but that's just how it is. Uh, I'm with you on
0: attacking with the front court. I think Len and Collins are both excellent plays. I think Collins had his price tag more than fair. Um, I'll definitely be going to him. Trey Young is a great price tag. We haven't seen him at 9,200 in a little while. Um I I don't think he'll have any sort of minutes restriction. I mean he worked himself back pretty quickly. I don't think if they they would be allowing him to come back this quickly if there's gonna be any sort of restriction. Um, you know, probably I'll see a little bit of Marcus Smart. I think they'll start the game off with Kemba Walker on him. So, uh, you know, you could probably expect a nice big first quarter from him. Then maybe he slows down a little bit. But I have no problem going to him if you're not. Pl- I don't know if I would be pairing him and Collins. just because I think it's over-investing in this game when we have, you know, probably about three or four other teams that we're, we're going to want to get some good exposure to. Uh, but I don't mind one-offing either one of those guys, maybe looking at Len if you just want to, you know, get some cheap exposure to the game. Yeah, that's
1: that's one thing to kind of balance out is how much money you want to invest in this game. Um, So that'll be something we have to consider. One other guy that surprised me with the price tag a little bit, DeAndre Hunter, 4.2. So I may try a lineup or two, you know, instead of of going Collins really heavy, a lineup or two with Hunter.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, at the end of the day, I think uh, every time I talk bad about him, he does very well. So I'm I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut because I didn't anticipate on playing him, um, and I was gonna say something just now, <laughs> and it's it's you know no no merit to it, just you know Trey Young Collins being back in the lineup, so maybe the shot attempts go down a slight right. amount, right. but now he'll go out there and shoot two less shots and then go for like eight for eight from the field. So yeah, uh, yeah we'll see how this goes. <laughs>
1: right, yeah, he's more of a flyer. I definitely like Len more in that price range, but um, he'll be in the pool for me.
0: Absolutely. Um, and on the Boston side, uh, are you, anyone in particular you're targeting? Kemba Walker, questionable. Who do you think this is going to step up if he has to sit out?
1: Yeah, I think everybody gets a little bit of a bump. Um, I'd probably go to Hayward at 7.0, and he'd probably be my first target. T- Tatum I would put next at 8.2. You know, I don't know if I'd go to Smart, um, you know, much better price at 5.1, but – um, Going to let him kind of get back in the groove first. The other, another big in this game with a surprising price tag is Tice at only 3.8. And again, he hasn't been doing that much, but for a guy who usually plays 24 minutes or so, you know, this may be the game where he bounces back.
0: I, I think that's overinflation. They just priced him down because Canner went out there and blocked six shots, so maybe all right. of a sudden they think he's good. Um, no, I've, I, I don't know why the canner's five five. I can't believe he actually did block six shots in a game though. <laughs> I never thought I'd see that day. Uh, I'm with you as far as uh, looking at Hayward as maybe one of my primary targets, but I'm going to be all over smart. I know I I heard you say, you know, you want to wait for me to get back in the groove. I can't picture a better game to get back in the groove again uh, than the Atlanta Hawks. So Um, I have no problem paying that 5.1 if Kemba's out, and I'll probably be overexposed. I would expect 32, 33 minutes from him, uh, probably about a floor of that 25 mark, which is about 5x. So anywhere between 25 and 35 is where I think we're looking in this matchup.
1: All right, I'm going to make a note. i got to upgrade my, my thoughts on Marcus Smart. I'll think about that a little bit more.
0: Uh, hey, I just, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about how your game scripting. If you're playing a guy like Young or Collins, you you can play two of these guys on Boston. They're going to be playing at an up-tempo pace against a terrible defense uh, without one of their primary scorers if Kemba sits. So, um, you know, all those reasons, those are three, three bumps in the check mark. So I, I have no problem taking shots on a few of those guys.
1: Yeah, and, and Atlanta certainly pushes the pace. They're number four in pace now, so um, Boston should have some opportunities. And they, had, Boston has the fourth-ranked offense. You know, that, we might as well mention that fourth-ranked offense, third-ranked defense. They are, they are definitely a force.
0: They continue to be, and it's you know a lot of people uh, kind of looked at their off-season moves, letting a couple people walk, everything that they did. Uh, and questioned it, and they're still playing great ball. It just goes to show you Brad Stevens, real deal, uh, and they got their youth to buy in early to 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 Brad Stevens. So uh testament to their coaching over there, and they're probably going to continue to roll.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's all coming together. Now they just rely on Cantor to block six shots a game, and they'll be headed to the finals.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, he'll do that every game, <laughs> obviously. Uh, why wouldn't he? <laughs> All right, anything else from this one? Or you want to move on to, uh, we'll go back down to South Beach. I guess we haven't been spending enough time down there. All right. Yep. Yeah, let's
1: head back down the coast.
0: All right. So Miami traveling to uh, Florida, uh, Orlando. Big, oh, big journey. Oh, I guess we're not on the there. beach
1: anymore. We went inland.
0: No, yeah, a little big, big journey for them. Uh, going to, you know, is it Disney World, Disneyland, Disney World? Which Disney one's in World. California? Disney, World. Disney World's in Florida. Yep. Yep. You can tell I've never been, uh, you know. <laughs> deprived childhood now i just me me and my girlfriend are frequent cruisers we like to go on cruises in the caribbean so okay Uh, i think that's like the adult disneyland for me Uh, so who would you like to start we have a couple injuries aaron gordon's questionable that we're going to see uh uh jonathan isaac out for you know quite some time now that's absolutely devastating as far as season-long leagues if you're an nba fan this kid was making a run at uh, an all-first uh defensive team uh you know Leading the league, pretty much in blocks and steals, almost. So this, you know, young talent is going to be out for at least two months and then be reevaluated. So if you're in season-long leagues and you're listening to this, probably going to be hard to hold on to him. You know, if you're a keeper, or dynasty, or whatever, uh, buy low on him. The kid's a future stud. It's not like he tore his patella tender or anything like that. Uh, it was positive news, but it, you know, still, still some pretty devastating news as far as the timetable for him. Yeah, um, it really was. Mm, I didn't like. It. it looked it looked bad initially. You know, everybody feared the worst, and, and you had to get carted off. And uh, so I guess it's good. Glass half full. Didn't tear any ligaments. Didn't no ligament damage. Our glass half empty is out about two months. So uh, Miami's going to Orlando, like we said. Where would you like to start with this, Andrew?
1: Man, I'm just sort of shaking my head at this game. I I gonna play very little um, from this game. So I'll I'll just start with Miami because. There's three guys over there that will have a share or two of. Butler's at 7.8, Bam at 7.6, and they are going to be on a, on a back-to-back, but uh, both of those guys have played well in recent back-to-backs. Bam had a, a tough one against Philly and Embiid, but the time before that he did well. So I'm not scared of the back-to-back with them, but this is going to be a slow pace. Magic have the 11th-ranked defense. Um, those price tags are a lot nicer than they were for the Thursday night slate. So I'll have one or two shares with those guys. And then Tyler hero went way down to 3.7. So I'll have a share or two of him, but I may not play any of the magic.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're stepping into a, a tough matchup, tough game environment overall. Um, I know you talked about their defense. That's probably going to take a small hit, obviously, with Isaac out uh, being so good defensively all season long. So, uh, I, you know, I would expect them to start Wes Wundu. He's not a great point-per-minute guy. He'd probably be dirt cheap, though. If you want to take a look at him, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to knock it. But probably not going to be a guy I'm, I'm really going to On Orlando, you know, it's it's going to be Vucevic for me, um, and that's it for for anybody at this point. You know, I I still think that price tag's fair. Uh, if Gordon and Isaac are out, you know we should see some monster rebound games come for Vucevic in the in the near future. Uh, you know some games that we used to be seeing is like those 16, 15, 17 rebound games, which you know they drift away when you're talking about him sharing a front court with a with a lengthy guy like Isaac and an athletic rebounding guy like Eric Gordon. So both those guys sit. I, I wouldn't mind taking a couple stabs at Vucevic. Um, on the Miami side, it's it's tough. I mean these guys are priced down. Um, you know, bam, I think Butler, both those guys, they're priced fairly 78 and 7,600. You could take a stab at either one of them. Um, but you know, barring the starting lineup, barring Aaron Gordon playing, I wouldn't mind taking a look at a guy like Derek Jones Jr. I think if Aaron Gordon sits out with Isaac out, Wes Woundu playing, um, a little bit more of the four, we'll see a little bit more Derek Jones Jr. Run, uh, out there. So those would probably be my three preferred options but i don't think any of them are must plays i think Derek jones jr uh for some good value though okay uh did you have anybody over on miami or just just blah in general of this game
1: yeah other than butler bam maybe a little hero yeah, um yeah. yeah i don't i'd probably just be uh you know one stop
0: shopping here and that's about it i don't blame it it's not that enticing it's like really trying to pull teeth to get some decent plays out of it they priced fairly. you can say that, but it's a bad game environment overall, and I wouldn't be expecting anybody to have career games in that one. Exactly. Uh, all right, next game, 8 o'clock, uh, Philadelphia 76ers traveling to Houston. This should be a fun one, uh, Good, a good actual NBA game. Um, and I just want to know what you think about it for actual fantasy purposes. Uh, you know, we have a great defense in Philly uh, going against a high-powered, fast-paced offense in Houston. Uh, where would you like to start? Man, this is a tough one.
1: Uh, I'll start with Houston. Harden at 10.9 start the analysis with him I will have a a couple shares of him but I'm not going to be heavily weighted there same thing with Westbrook the the prices that jumped out at me are Tucker, P.J. Tucker 3.9 I know he hasn't been doing much offensively but again this is a guy who you know he's going to be battling in this game for rebounds, assists steals, blocks so he'll be in some lineups for me Capella's price tag is surprisingly low down under 7K, and you got to figure he'll be dealing with Embiid that he'll be out there for you know decent minutes. So I, I would take a look at him. I was a little bit surprised on Hartenstein that he's up to 4.5. I know he's really been producing and sort of settling into a bit of a bench role. You know, in that 18-minute range, he he can still produce. Um, I think there'll be a bit of a cat and mouse approach with the benches here. Um, because we know that the 76ers sometimes go a little bit smaller off the bench. Um, so, um, you know, it be interesting to see if t- D'Antoni keeps that same minutes split that he's had recently and gives, gives Hart- t- Hartenstein 18 minutes or so. And if he does, you know, I'd have a share or two of him just in case.
0: Uh, I'm with you as far as the the Capella price tag. I think it's way too cheap. Um, I don't even care about the Embiid matchup. It's all going to be determined on his minutes uh, restrictions, if there is any. Uh, We'll probably have to monitor that, see how he's going to be playing, if he's going to, you know, most likely they said he'll be inserted back into the starting lineup. Uh that that does not mean any guarantees. I mean Hartenstein, like you said, he's been playing very well. So if they want to ease him back in, they have a very uh very capable center now that they know they can do that with. That isn't uh forty two years old like Tyson Chandler. Um, <laughs> I, I I do I do prefer Harden over Westbrook uh at the price tags ten nine to nine K. Uh, Harding gets up in big matchups and I think Tucker does the same thing so I don't mind looking for Tucker either 3900 um, you know he's he's so up and down some days he can play 39 minutes against gets 10 fancy points but he tends to do a little bit better when it's a more competitive environment so uh, I think this is going to be that environment so I, I don't mind taking a stab at him at less than 4k uh, anybody on the uh, on Philly I know you talked about uh, a, f- a few guys but um, I don't yeah, know I- man it's it's tough
1: yeah, it is. I think Simmons is the guy that I like the most at 8.1. You know, up 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 tempo game. Um, you know, running the lanes. I, I think he can pay off value. Tobias Harris would be number two for me at 6.6, and I don't expect to have much of Embiid at 9.4. You know, so I'm you know in general on this slate, I'm I'm more interested in these 7k to you know 8k range players. A little bit more of a balanced lineup. Um, so that's why for me, it'd be Simmons would be my first target over there.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably my primary and might be my only target. I don't, I don't mind a guy like Tobias Harris. I'm not going to be playing any, uh, any duo Embiid, but Ben Simmons, I think he's in a fantastic spot. I like the price tag at 8,100. I think it's more than fair. Gets you some good, solid exposure, and uh, you know it's one of those near triple double environments. I think for him, so um, I'll be, I'll probably be a little overweight on Ben Simmons. I'll probably be a little overweight on James Harden, and just run those two back and forth and hope it's a big game from both of them.
1: All right. Interesting. So you're going to need you're going to need some value plays as as am I. I mean, that's what we have to do on this slate to get some of these stars. So,
0: um. oh, absolutely. Uh, touched on a few. Um, you know, we just talked about a little PJ Tucker action. We talked about, you know, Marcus Smart not being uh, a dirt cheap value play. But when you're surrounding a couple of guys with a 5100, uh, a couple of their medium uh, guys like that you don't really need to dive too deep uh alex land 4300 so uh we'll we'll get to probably you know another one or two uh you know i don't know maybe we'll get a couple more of that break by the net time you know slight slack tomorrow that would be ideal but i would love to get both those guys in the lineup but we're gonna it's all up to construction like you said ben don't force it if it doesn't fit it does not fit all right next game you he- hear those highlights I'm sorry. Did you hear those highlights? <laughs> oh, no, oh, okay, I didn't. Good. I wish. It... Yeah, it's what happened. Tell me now. Fill me in. Well, I didn't see it. I, I, try,
1: I tried to close it. I had the ESPN page open. You know how you're, you're, you've you got the game cast on and sometimes they will just start playing highlights when you don't want them to because the volume's on. So or I guess for some reason you didn't hear it through my computer. I think it was from some something happening down in Dallas. So we'll just have to wait and see till after uh, the show. Of course. Was.
0: That was that's a <laughs> teaser right there. I mean, you know I'm a Dallas guy, so you're just teased it. All right, all right, now we got a motive now. I'm just joking. So next game. Uh Knicks going to Phoenix, taking on the Suns. Uh nine o'clock Eastern game, uh, second to last game of the night, probably part of the one of the late game hammers. So uh Andrew, we got the Knicks, we got the Suns, two dumpster teams. Which one would you like to start with?
1: I'll start with Phoenix. And the news that I thought we would have coming in right now, it's Thursday night at 11 o'clock Eastern and Rubio is probable. I was watching that game against the Lakers when he hobbled off the court, you know, really kind of holding his leg and hip and groin area, kind of walking like he might be out for a week or two. So I'm surprised to see that he's probable. Um, If anything changes, then all of a sudden we can look at Tyler Johnson at 3.1 he went for 6-4-2 in his 15 minutes in that last game. So, you know, maybe he'll be back in the picture. He'd be that great value play we could slide into our lineups if, if Rubio's out. But um, either way with Rubio, I'm really interested in Booker. He's 7.9. And facing this Knicks team just um, gave up a bunch of open threes to C.J. McCollum. I was watching the the Knicks-Portland game in the first quarter you know, Lillard was just finding him left and right for these wide open three pointers. And if they play that defense against Booker, he's just going to tear him up. So uh, 7.9 for Booker. He's one of my favorite, favorite plays on the slate. And that might be about it. Um, You know, Aiton has to deal with Mitchell Robinson. Oubre was, was really strong against the Lakers. He's at 6.8. So a little bit pricey, but um, I could see myself playing a couple lineups with Booker and Oubre.
0: Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you're going to want a little bit of exposure to both of them. They both have upside. They kind of correlate. I don't know if, I don't know if I'd play both of them in the same lineup. Cause I think we're really trying to get one of those guys to score close to 30 actual points and chip in with some other things. And, um, I think it's tough to see both of them, you know, combined for almost 60 points, uh, on any given night. It's not out of the question. Um, I just don't know if I'll end up going to both of them. But I have no problem looking at either one of those guys. Uh, Aiton's a fair price tag. Um, Knicks have been actually fairly decent against Biggs lately. I mean, Mitchell Robinson's been holding his own. Um, Taj Gibson gets dumped on for six minutes, and then they pull him out. But uh, other than that, they haven't been terrible. So I, I'm not going to knock you if you want to take a shot on Aiton. But we've, we've talked about a few centers, I think, already. Um, you know, a few center-eligible guys that we wanted some exposure to. So if you're maybe if you're not playing any Booker, uh, not playing any Oubre, and that's how you want to do it, I won't knock you.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm. We've, we've talked about Collins at 7.5, and then there's a guy on the other side here that's center eligible that I'm much more interested. That's Julius Randle. He's at 7.7. Four straight games of over 47 fantasy points. He's just in a bit of a groove. So he's, he's my favorite, Nick. Um, we mentioned Mitchell Robinson. He's, he's a decent play at 5.8. A um, little bit more of a cash game option, I'd say. And... Uh, Probably won't have any interest in the backcourt. Even if Peyton is out, he's questionable right now. The other guy I might get in one lineup would be Marcus Morris at
0: 5.6. Yeah. I think Randall's gotta be the top option when you're looking at this next side of the ball. He's in rare form right now. He's playing aggressive. Um, I don't know if he's trying to make a case like the Knicks said, Hey, buddy, we're trying to get the most that we could for you. Can we showcase you? Uh, we got way too many power forwards in the offseason. and we made a mistake. Yeah, well, they did. <laughs> um, I don't know what it ever is, but he's playing rare form and I have no problem going to him. It's a great matchup, great game environment for him. 7,700, fantastic price tag for how well he's been playing. Uh, probably won't get to too much Mitchell Robinson. Uh, we, I mean, we can really take a, a, a long look at Frank Nidokalina. I, I say a long look saying because, you know, if, if Peyton's out, he's not a great point per minute guy. He really, you know, struggles to do anything outside of a few assists and steals. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I said, if you're struggling for the values, 3,200, he's coming off of a big game. I wouldn't expect another performance like that. But at 3,200, you're looking for 18 to 20 points sometimes. And if you're desperate for it, it might be there for you. Right.
1: Yeah, because Dennis Smith Jr. is questionable with the
0: oblique as well. Yeah, I wouldn't, I'm, I wouldn't expect him to play either. So I, I think it could be Nidicalina seeing 30-plus minutes and – um you know i was talking about a little bit with you before and i say i wasn't interested now the more i think about it if i'm, if I'm desperate and i need to, if i'm really loving my lineup and i need to dumpster dive i wouldn't mind going to him
1: yeah i mean if you want to you know you're anxious to pay up for guys like you know lillard and some of these guys that are mid to high nines or for your Harden simmons stack he could fit in there nicely
0: absolutely uh and then that let's just uh brings us to the next game unless you have anything else i mean talking to some more high-priced guys uh actually before we do uh one more quick shout out to our presenting sponsors over there mybookie uh. .ag. go visit them guys use the promo code dfs today and they will give you a 50 percent deposit matching bonus so deposit a thousand dollars they'll match it with 500 you'll have 1500 to play with all of a sudden you have a fat bankroll and you didn't even have to pay for half of it so uh, give it a shot, guys. They're doing all kinds of events and, and different types of uh, you know games for NFL playoffs, for college playoffs, uh, NBA, uh, a little NHL. They got a little bit of parlay bets, a bunch of other stuff you can do if you join right now. They'll match that deposit, deposit and just take advantage of it. If you have any questions, they have an immediate 24-7 customer service team. They'll get to you. Um, I've already asked them a few questions, spun a few things off them, and they have been nothing but helpful. Um, And I'm looking forward to taking advantage of some NFL playoff action coming up. And if you guys have another quick second, please uh, give us a rating review. Uh, We really appreciate it. We check those things out just about every day at this point, just because we're always looking for the constructive criticism, the good feedback, stuff that motivates us and allows us to keep this be, you know, in front of the paywall. Um, You know, coach says it all the time. There's not a lot of DFS guys out there and a DFS podcast that will provide this kind of information Every single day of the week, seven days a week for the entire season for absolutely free. So we have a lot of guys working hard back here, Uh, guys in the back end, guys in the front end, podcast hosts, guests, everything, Um, you know, shout out to everybody. And again, we appreciate it. So you can find us on iTunes, uh, Podbean, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, we're absolutely all over the place, and you can definitely find all of our main guys on Twitter. You can find me at Mike Apatria. That's M I K E A P O T R I A. You can find Andrew uh, Hansen at Language Olympic. L A N G U A G E O L Y M P I C. You can find Coach at Joe Sarvati. J O E S A R V A D I, and you can find Miles at Miles sixty five sixty five. That's Miles with M Y L E S. Uh, that's the team. We have one game left, Andrew. It's a pretty pretty important game, if I do say so myself. We have New Orleans Pelicans traveling to L.A., to take on the Lakers. Uh, a couple a of couple narratives involved in this one, but where would you like to start?
1: I'll start with the Pels, and yeah, it could be a really important game for this slate. Could be a fun one. Hopefully, the Pels can keep it close. They are coming in with four days of rest, so... Hopefully, they'll be ready to go. They can keep this one competitive. It is a 10.5-point spread, so that, that'll that be the challenge. But if you look back at the first matchup that these guys had, Drew Holiday really fared well. He went for 29-6 and 12, and he's only 7.4. So he's my favorite Pelican. I like favors as well at 6.2. He did not play in that first matchup. Neither did Lonzo Ball, who just had a big triple-double. Uh, against houston so ball is in a groove going back to la so i'll have a share or two of him with that narrative and then ingram is probably my fourth favorite pelican he's got that same narrative he's more expensive though and he really struggled in that first matchup uh, against the lakers shooting four four of 21 from the field so we'll see if he can you know fare a little bit better back in those bright lights of la What, what do you think mike do you think he can play a little bit better than in the first matchup
0: um i think there's definitely a chance i mean i i try to not get overly excited about this uh this pelicans team going to la their defense is very well i think i'm going to take one or two shots and kind of limit my options i don't think i'm going to get to lonzo ball um he played well i was all over it in houston it paid off i'm counting my money from that one and you know i'm leaving the casino i'm getting up from the table and i'm walking away on that one wow so uh, smart i wow, think just yeah, great I, restraint. I, I'm trying. man. I I don't have it in real life when I'm at the table. So I need to have it when I'm uh, sitting in front of my computer, making my lineup. So um, I'll let some other people go to that. You know, between Avery Bradley and Danny Green, they have a few guys that can pretty much lock him up. Not like he's a great offensive guy. Anyway, I uh, took 20 shots in the last game. Wouldn't expect something like that to happen again, especially in a slower pace game like this one. Uh, so I'll, I'll probably leave him up there for six K. I'm not expecting him to have a terrible game, but I just don't expect him to light the world on fire again either. Um, I'm with you on holiday. I think he's in a great spot. Um, I kind of like some Derek favors 6,200. Those would probably be my two preferred options. Um, and I'm not going to argue with you. If you want to play Brandon Ingram at 7,800, he's been playing well, uh, actually phenomenal. And he continues to play well just about all season long. Uh, and I, th- I wouldn't expect, uh, you know, Josh Hart. to would probably continue to see uh, some decent bench minutes. And at 3,900, he's a solid value player. I think we can consider.
1: Well, how about the big studs over on the other side?
0: So I'm probably going to play Harden over both of these guys. I'm thinking as of right now, that's where I'm at. And uh, when you look at the other way, it's, you know, Anthony Davis, I think, over LeBron, just having a little bit of the narrative involved going against his former team. He's $900 cheaper. Uh, These guys have pretty much been a toss up uh, any given night. So when I get, you know, that vast of a difference in price tag, it kind of lures me over to it a little bit more. But I wouldn't knock if you want to play either one of them. They're both absolute studs. They're both in great spots. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, I'll probably have more shares of Davis, but I'll still have a couple shares of LeBron as well.
1: Yeah, that's, I think I'm with you. Um, you know, AD had a few more fantasy points than LeBron in this first matchup. They really fed him and he, he rose to the occasion offensively, but he hasn't been doing that lately. So it it would have to be a bit of a shift in mindset, uh, for that to happen because LeBron's been absolutely rolling. So, um, I'm I'm just yeah I'm a little bit hesitant to play either one of them. Um and that is that is a sort of a challenging decision to make looking in that in that trio of of AD LeBron and then back to Harden all in that similar price range. And I think in general I'm just not going to have as many shares of any of those three guys as I would like to have and um you know no one else really for the Lakers is too attractive to me, but maybe a share or two of Kuzma at 5.2. Um, you know, he's getting the most shots off the bench, and you know, to, co- to come off the bench and get more than 24 minutes, which which he often does. Um, you know, he he can certainly mix into this matchup and and do well.
0: Yeah, I think he's definitely an option, and I think other than that, you're you know you're taking a gamble on the guard roulette. Uh, you know, we usually see one of these random guards between like Bradley, Rondo, uh, Danny Green, and Caldwell Pope. One of them goes off, and you know ends up being a viable GPP play. Uh, but there's really no way to know on any given night. So I mean, at the end of the day, if it fits at the end of your lineup and you want to get some exposure to that way, I'm not going to knock it. But uh, it's it's really just complete randomness at this point with the rest of those guards. So I'm with you, Uh, you know, probably a little bit of Kuzma and I'm not going to go too crazy on anybody else. Yeah. The, the
1: only note is that Caruso left that last game. And so he's questionable right now, again, on Thursday night. So if he's out, then, you know, maybe I'd have a little bit more interest in Rondo or Pope, um, you know, to get some more, some more of that usage off the bench. But I mean, again, Kuzma, he attempted 15 shots, Last game, including ten three pointers, so you know they're really setting him up as the go-to guy off the bench.
0: Yeah, he's playing well. I mean, I think it was part of their plan. I mean, he struggled in the beginning of the season, kind of acclimate himself. He's used to getting all those shot attempts in the starting lineup last season, so uh, he kind of had to change his game a little bit and kind of meld and fit next to both of these two stars. And you know, what better way to do it than just let him go get a few extra minutes off the bench and get a few extra shot attempts and acclimate himself, get some confidence.
1: Yeah, they're going to need them. Um, I mean, they're they're rolling as a team, um, but their their formula is really working with all those bigs. Um, they are they're a force to be reckoned with, and um,
0: it's going to be fun to watch it continue to develop. Absolutely. Well, um, do you have anything else from this game? Uh, I think that's that's I think, all I got, man. Yeah, I think, yeah, we, I think uh, that was it. Yeah. So there it is, guys. We uh, I think we're all set here. We went through all six games, uh, kind of. Touched on a few of the value plays that we're gonna be looking at. Keep an eye on the news. You can definitely check it out, uh, out at Ball Fancy on Twitter. Uh, you'll see some up-to-date blurbs. Uh, you know, check those out. It'll be uh, breaking injury news, maybe replacement news, coach speak, a little bit of everything on there. Uh, that's where I like to get all of my uh, DFS information. Between that and some of the beat writers, so uh, check that out. And uh, you know, we gotta look forward to tomorrow's show. I'll be back uh, breaking down the Saturday card with Coach tomorrow night. Um, and then it'll be you and miles on saturday so a nice little fun packed weekend looking forward to it i love listening to your guys saturday show you guys been crushing it
1: yeah we'll gear up for that so i'll 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 sleep a little a couple extra hours here as you and coach take over and then gear back up
0: for the sunday slate absolutely uh well that's all we got for you guys so uh, from everyone over here at HoopBall, uh, again, we appreciate everything you guys do. Keep listening, keep reviewing, keep rating. It means a lot to us. Uh, we will we'll catch you tomorrow. This has been a HoopBall presentation.